Hello, and welcome back to Koala Moon, a podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. Get comfortable and quiet in your bed. Perhaps take some nice deep breaths and gently close your eyes. I'm going to introduce you to a family who are on a mission to get to the bottom of an intriguing mystery. Socks have been disappearing from their washing line and the family are determined to find out where they have all gone. Let's hear what happens when the family investigate the mysterious puzzle of the missing socks. This is Snaffles and the Great Sock Heist by Gillian Rogerson. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. It was the start of the school summer holidays. Mina and her little brother Kamal were lying in the garden and gazing at the sky through the branches of a tree. Their mother was busy chatting to Mrs. Fuddle over the garden fence. Mina smiled dreamily as she thought about the summer days that lay ahead, like a never-ending quilt of adventure. Because she was the oldest, Mina decided to take charge of the holiday activities and she shared her ideas with Kamal to see what he thought. He liked all of her ideas, especially the ones involving trips to the seaside and the local park. His eyes sparkled with delight and he said, Don't forget about the ice cream. We should have lots and lots and lots of ice cream. He began to count his favourite flavours on his little fingers. Mina smiled at her brother. He did so love ice cream. She laced her hands behind her head and thought about the book she'd finished reading the previous day. It had been a mystery story and she had very much enjoyed finding out how the mystery had been solved. Mina loved mystery stories almost as much as her brother loved ice cream. Thinking about her book gave her a wonderful idea. She sat up and said to Kamal, We should solve a mystery. Kamal didn't know what a mystery was, so Mina did her best to explain it to him. As he listened, Kamal scrunched up his nose and Mina could tell he still didn't understand. Mina tried to think of an easier way to explain it. But at that very moment, she overheard an interesting conversation taking place between her mother and Mrs. Fuddle. It's a mystery, her mother said, her hands resting lightly on the garden fence. A complete mystery. I just don't know where they go. And it's been happening for weeks. Mrs. Fuddle said, Oh, it's funny you should mention it, because it's been happening to me also. And some of our neighbours have talked about it too. How very peculiar. You are right, it is a mystery. 
Mina jumped to her feet and held her hand out to Kamal. She told him their mother was talking about a mystery, and she wanted to find out what was going on. Kamal took his sister's hand and ran with her over to their mother. The children stood politely at their mother's side and waited for her to finish talking to Mrs. Fuddle. When she came to the end of her sentence, their mother looked down at her children and smiled. She asked how they were doing and if they were having a lovely time in the sunshine. Mina and Kamal nodded and smiled up at her. Mina said she'd heard her mum talking about a mystery and wondered what the mystery was. Her mother chuckled and pointed to the laundry drying on the washing line. She explained that socks had been going missing from the line over the last few weeks. It was only one sock that went missing each time, never a pair of socks. At first, she had thought the missing sock had been left in the washing machine or in the laundry basket. But after checking those places, she didn't find any odd socks there. She had even checked everyone's bedrooms in case there was a lost sock hiding underneath their beds. But again, there wasn't, and she was convinced that the socks had indeed disappeared from the washing line somehow. And it always happened when she was inside the house. Mina tapped her chin and said, Hmm, interesting. Kamal tapped his chin too and said, Yes, interesting. Mrs. Fuddle joined in the conversation. The same thing has been happening to me, and it's been going on for a few weeks too. I didn't say anything to your mum because I thought the socks would turn up somewhere. But they haven't, she frowned. It's always a sock that goes missing from my line too. Never anything else, just a sock. I don't know if the socks are blowing away in the wind or if someone is taking them when I'm in the house. But why would someone take one sock? It's a mystery, Mina said. A complete mystery. It is, her mother agreed. A mystery I'd love to solve. Perhaps I should investigate it, like one of those detectives in your books, Mina. Mina clapped her hands excitedly. Yes, you should do that. Can we help you? Can we solve this mystery together? Her mother smiled and said that was a wonderful idea. And together, they would solve the great sock heist. Kamal asked what a heist was, and his mother explained it was when something went missing, sometimes in a mysterious way. She asked Mrs. Fuddle if she would like to join their team of detectives. I wish I could, their neighbour replied, but I've got a million things to do today. Let me know how you get on. She waved goodbye and went into her house. Mina asked her mum what they should do first. Her mum tapped her chin as she thought about the best way to start their investigation. She said, 
If someone has taken the socks, we should start with a list of suspects. Seeing the confused look on her son's face, she explained a suspect was someone who might have taken the items. The family fell silent as they pondered possible suspects. They soon realised they didn't have any. Mina said, I know what we need to do. She dashed into the house and returned with a notepad and pencil. She opened up the notepad and said, We should make a list of our questions about the mystery and then work out how to answer each one. When we have all the answers, then we'll be able to solve the mystery. Simple. The family came up with a list of questions, and Mina wrote them all down. Did the socks fly off the line in the wind? If so, are they somewhere in the garden? Did the socks go missing at the same time every day? If someone has taken the socks, why would they do that? And do they have a favourite colour of sock? The last question was Kamal's. When Mina wrote it down, he felt very proud to be an important member of the detective family. Mina looked at the questions and said, If the socks were taken by a person or an animal, perhaps they have very cold feet and they need to keep them warm. I don't want anyone to have cold feet. If we find out who is taking the socks, can we let them keep them, Mum? I've got plenty of socks. They can even have some more if they like. Kamal said they could have all of his socks because he didn't even like wearing them. He wriggled his bare toes inside his sandals and grinned. Mina's mum gave her children a fond look and said if they did find out someone was taking the socks because they had cold feet, she would give them hers too. And she would also knit some special ones for them. She loved knitting socks and had a huge stash of wool just waiting to be made into rainbow-coloured socks. Mina suggested the family hide in the kitchen and peep through the window to see if anyone came in for the socks. Great idea, her mum said. There are plenty of socks already on the line. Let's go inside and see what happens. The family went into the kitchen and peeped through one of the windows. They waited and waited. After a while, Kamal started to fidget. He had to use the bathroom. Mina did too, and so did their mother. The family took it in turns to use the bathroom. They returned to the kitchen and looked through the window. A sock was missing. It's one of mine, Kamal said happily. I'm glad they've taken one of mine. I hope they come back for the other one. Mina asked her mum if they should try hiding again. Mum had a bit of a cheeky smile on her face. She said, 
I am interested to see who's taking our socks. But let's see if they like all of our socks. I haven't tried this before. I'm going to put a pair of your dad's unwashed socks on the line and see if they get taken. At the thought of their dad's unwashed socks, Mina and Kamal pulled a face and then laughed at each other. Their mother left the room and went in search of their father's socks. When she came into the kitchen, she was holding them at arm's length and trying not to breathe in the strong smell. She went outside and quickly put them on the line. She returned to the children. Whilst they waited to see what would happen, they sat on the sofa in the living room and their mother told them a story about a princess called Samira who found a magical silver scarf inside a secret cave. The children instinctively snuggled closer to their mother and she wrapped her arms around them. She spoke in a soft, soothing voice. Little Kamal fell asleep. Mina soon followed. Their mother stopped talking and closed her eyes. The family had a peaceful nap and woke up at the same time. They went into the kitchen and looked at the washing line. They were astonished to see that both of their father's socks had gone. The children's mother started laughing and said that was the first time two socks had been taken and she would remember to tell their father as she was sure he would feel very special indeed. Mina peered closer through the window and said there was a piece of paper on the line where the socks had been. They went outside and looked at the paper. It had words on it. Mum read it out. Dear family, thank you very much for all the socks. It's very kind of you to give me such a wonderful gift. I hope you don't mind, but I took two this time because they smelled so lovely. Kind regards, Snaffles. A heart had been drawn beneath the words, along with a picture of a smiling animal that looked like a cute, fluffy dog, but who was standing on two feet. Kamal said Snaffles looked very kind. Mina's mum smiled softly and agreed. She said it was a lovely note, but she didn't know why Snaffles thought the socks were a gift. Perhaps they should try to meet Snaffles and explain they weren't a gift. But Snaffles can keep your dad's socks. I don't want them back, she added. Mina had an idea. We need a trail to follow. Something that will lead us to Snaffles. And I know what to use. She needed her mum's permission for the first part of her plan. When her mum heard what her plan was, she readily agreed. Mina went into the house and came back out with a pair of bright red socks. She gave them to her mum, 
who carefully unpicked the end row of wool from each sock and then tied it to the line. Mina explained to her brother that when Snaffles took a sock off the line, the end bit of wool would stay tied to the line and the rest would unravel, trail along the ground and lead them to Snaffles. Hopefully their plan would work. At that very moment, the cheerful sound of the ice cream van filled the air. The children's mother knew that the great sock heist would have to wait. The children would want an ice cream, and she was going to have one too. The family left the garden and joined the queue outside the ice cream van. They returned to the garden with huge swirls of strawberry and chocolate ice cream towering on top of cornets. Each ice cream was covered in sparkling sprinkles. One of the red socks had been taken from the line, but the family were too absorbed in their delicious treats to notice. When they did finally notice the missing sock, little Kamal pointed excitedly at the line and said, Look, Mina, your plan worked. There's a line of wool on the ground to follow. He cheered loudly. The family left the garden and began to follow the trail of wool. The red wool led them through the field behind their house and into a small woodland area. The wall ended in front of a large tree that had a door carved into it. The family were familiar with the woodland area and had never noticed the peculiar tree before. One word had been etched into the door. Snaffles. The children's mother tapped lightly on the door. The door opened and Snaffles stood there. He looked a bit like an adorable dog and a bit like a fluffy cushion. He wasn't much bigger than Kamal. His fur, which was the colour of golden straw, ruffled gently in the wind and huge brown eyes gazed kindly at the family. Snaffles smiled and said hello. Looking into his kind eyes made Mina and her family feel all warm and fuzzy inside. They had never seen such a captivating creature before, and their hearts melted. Mina thought he looked like a smiling, fluffy cloud on legs. Mina smiled and held up the end of the wool. She said, Hello. Sorry to disturb you, but did you take a sock from our garden? And are you Snaffles? Snaffles chuckled, his joyful laugh bubbling like a stream tumbling over rocks. The happy sound made the family laugh too. He said, You're not disturbing me at all. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. Yes, I am Snaffles, and I think I know your names. Are you Mina? 
And is your brother called Kamal? Mina and Kamal nodded. Snaffles looked at Mina's mother warmly and said, And your name is Mum. I've seen you hanging the washing out sometimes when I'm flying. You can fly? Mina asked. Snaffles nodded and continued talking. I only moved here recently and I love how happy everyone in your street is. I wanted to say hello many times, but I was too shy to introduce myself. Thank you so much for all the socks you've left out for me. It's very kind of you. I don't know what happened to that wool you're holding, Mina. It started off as a sock, but then it vanished on the way here, and all that's left is the wool. Mina had so many questions for Snaffles that she didn't know where to begin. Snaffles said, Your generous neighbours have left socks out for me too. I usually only take one, but I did take two earlier from your garden. Oh, because they smelt so fragrant. That's why I left a note to explain. But you must have one of them back, Mum. I shouldn't have taken two. He reached behind his ear and took one of their father's unwashed socks from it. He gave it to Mina's mum. She quietly thanked him and put the sock in her pocket. Mina's mum didn't have the heart to tell Snaffles the socks hadn't been a gift, and she didn't really have the heart to tell him her name wasn't really Mum. Kamal pointed to Snaffles's ears and said, That's a funny place to keep socks. Is it? Snaffles said. I like how they feel there. They're like little cushions for my ears. Kamal put his hand over his mouth and giggled. Snaffles looked at Mina's mother and said, Mum, would it be okay if I invited you and your children into my home? I'd like to show you what I've done with all those socks you and your neighbours have given me. The children's mother said they would love to see inside his home. Snaffles opened the door wider and the family stepped inside. They were amazed at how big the inside of it was. Mina suspected there was something magical about Snaffles. Snaffles took them around his home and showed them how he'd used the socks. In the kitchen, they saw socks hanging on the walls and inside them were spoons, forks and a pair of salt and pepper pots. In the living room, some socks had been sewn together to make cushions. A couple of socks were propped up against the cushions and books poked out of them. Smaller socks were hanging from the lampshade which looked very jolly. Snaffles took them into the bedroom and pointed to the bed where six teddy bears were snuggled inside some of Mina's socks. 
Snaffles said he was hoping to make a big blanket when he had enough socks. The family were taken into the bathroom, where they saw a toothbrush and a tube of toothpaste in one of Kamal's school socks, and a brush and shampoo in one of their mother's. Mina and her mother didn't know what to say. They had never seen socks used in such a variety of ways before. Kamal said, Don't you ever wear the socks on your feet? My feet? Snaffles said in surprise. Why would I wear them on my feet? That's a very strange place to put them, if you don't mind me saying so. But that's where they go, Kamal explained. He took the toothbrush and toothpaste out of his school sock, kicked his sandal off and pulled the sock on. He pointed to it and said, Look, that's where they go. If I had the other sock, it would go on my other foot. I don't really like wearing socks all the time, except for my fluffy ones that I wear at bedtime. He took the sock off and gave it back to Snaffles. Snaffles looked extremely puzzled. He peered closely at the sock and said, I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. Why do you put them on your feet? To keep my feet warm and snugly, Kamal said. Try it. Snaffles gave the sock a suspicious look and put it on his foot. His eyes widened in surprise. Goodness me, that feels wonderful. So cosy and soft and snuggly. Let me put another one on. He found another sock and put it on. Snaffles broke into a huge, blissful smile. My feet are so happy. So very, very happy. He jigged from side to side and then twirled around. All of a sudden, he stopped smiling. If you need socks, then why do you keep giving them away? Mina's mum kindly explained the socks hadn't been a gift. But now that they had met Snaffles and seen how cleverly he'd used the socks, they insisted that he keep them. Snaffles took the socks off his feet and said he couldn't possibly keep them. He apologised for thinking that they were gifts. He said, I saw one of your neighbours hanging some socks out a few weeks ago, and she said to her husband they were a present. She must have meant that they had been given to her as a present. But at the time, I thought she meant they were a present for everyone else. 
After that, every time I saw socks on washing lines, I thought they were gifts, and that I could help myself to them. I only took one sock so that somebody else could have the other. I've made a terrible mistake. I'm so very sorry. Mina's mum said, None of that matters now. I'm glad you took the socks because it meant we got to meet you. I might keep some of my belongings in socks now. I love how you've done that. Please do keep the socks. This time they are gifts. And when I explain to my neighbours what's happened, they will say the same thing. Snaffles took some convincing, but he finally accepted the gift. With a shy smile on his fluffy face, he said, Mum, I saw you making some socks in the garden last week. You were using some sticks and wool. The socks were beautiful. Do you think you could show me how to do that, please? I would love to make my own socks, especially now that I know they go on my feet. I certainly can. It's called knitting, and I have more wool than I know what to do with. Snaffles, would you like to come back to our house? We'll be having something to eat soon, and you are welcome to join us. And after that, I will teach you how to knit. Snaffles nodded, tears of happiness in his kind brown eyes. The family took their new friend back home. Snaffles insisted on introducing himself to the neighbours so he could apologise for his misunderstanding about the whole sock business. Just as Mina's mother had said, the neighbours insisted Snaffles keep the socks. Some of them said he could have more if he wanted. Snaffles became a regular visitor to Mina and Kamal's home. To his delight, he found he was extremely good at knitting, and he created socks very quickly. Sometimes, the families on the street would wake up and find extra pairs of beautiful socks on their washing lines. They knew the socks hadn't appeared by magic. They had been put there by a kind-hearted, fluffy animal who had become everyone's friend. Snaffles loved wearing socks on his feet especially during the colder months. But his favourite pair of socks were the unwashed ones that had belonged to Mina's dad. Snaffles used them as little cushions for his ears. Every night, as he snuggled down in bed, 
Snaffles would think about his wonderful new friends and how lucky he was. He would wriggle his toes inside his fluffy, warm socks, sigh happily, and drift into a deep, deep sleep.